This is Terrence Brown, and these are the Brownie Points. Today's um, podcast, today's episode, I would like to dedicate to the victims of the shooting in um, Kenosha. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Joseph Rosenbaum. Um, I think he was one of the victims who um, was shot um, and killed. I also want to dedicate this to Anthony um, Humber. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing these names wrong. Um, I dedicate these. Um, I dedicate this episode to them. Um, it's a tragedy that we are going through these things in America, and we're going through um, a system where people can't protest and be safe because people out there don't want them to protest and be and, and seek the things that we want to seek in regards to change. I also want to dedicate this lastly to Jacob Blake, um, the young man who was shot seven times in his back by police officers, um, simply because he was trying to break up a fight and called the police because he was the one wanting to have the police do the job that they're supposed to do is protect and serve and be a victim to police brutality and police violence. And ended up paralyzed from the waist down. I dedicate the, this episode to these to these gentlemen. And I pray for them and I pray for their families. And I wish I could do more to bring awareness to this subject, to the subject of one police brutality and two to um, just racial injustice. People should be able to protest as well as people should be able to confide in the police to do their job and to do the job that they're supposed to do. And yet here we are in a society where these things are unclear. And as a result, people are dying from it. And we have to bring awareness to that. So like I said before, I dedicate this episode to those gentlemen. I pray for their families and I pray that justice is served for all of them. Thank you. Oh man. I did my best, you guys, to try to avoid talking about it. Not because I cared in regards to how people felt about it, but just in my approach and how I was going to tackle it is why I was trying to avoid it, but we've gotten to this point and I've seen too many stories and I've seen too many things going on in order for me to avoid it, so I gotta talk about it. I have no choice in the matter, so here we are, it's nothing new, police brutality. It just seems to be plaguing our lives right now. And it seems to be justifiable to abuse and kill black people, especially. It's not right. And what's funny and what's like, what's hilarious about this whole thing and what's going on right now in our society is not only do black people have to 
have to experience the pandemic where the coronavirus is killing more people of color than it is anybody else not only do we have to go through all of these icons who are dying um our black icons people that we look up to they're dying not only do we have to go through these imprisonment camps for immigrants um trying to go through and these kids dying at these you know these facilities that are near the border we're not going we're not only going through that we are going through seemingly a government and presidency that is probably the shittiest it's ever been in america um add insult to injury and going through all of this stuff right we're also going through the criminal system being a bust and all these you know racist people you know feeling empowered to do things to people of color because they feel like it and they have a presidency they have a president and a presidency that has made it okay as opposed to being a uniter as a president should be he has been divisive in everything that he's saying and in his words and people are taking that as a green light to go out and kill black people and kill people who are protesting for black lives matter and to kill people who are trying to find justification and change that is going to benefit and bring equity to everyone right oh man i i don't know how much more i can honestly tolerate and talk about it but it is just this is where we are right now and i have to sit here and look at the the rationale of people really finding like finding reasoning in the the people who are murdering people and almost justifying why we should murder people why we should murder black people why we should murder all of these people out in the street who are trying to protest for something better and for something greater than themselves right because heaven forbid we live in a world where people are given the benefit of the doubt when there is a benefit of the doubt to that is necessary for those people to need as opposed to the people we're giving a benefit of the doubt to when in doubt or when in doubt there shouldn't be any doubts whatsoever in regards to the justification of the bad things people are doing out in the world right so i am I'm there right now. That's where I'm at right now at this very moment in time. And like I said, it's I haven't been avoiding the conversation because I didn't want to talk about it. I'll talk about any and everything. And, you know, and that's ultimately how that goes. I was avoiding the conversation because I want to be completely and utterly transparent and explicit in how I want to go about this. And I think this is probably as best as it's going to get. So as we start this, I'm just going to read off some some things that people have said just in regards to police brutality, police violence, and just the overreach of some police officers. And like I said before in previous podcasts, this does not apply to police officers who actually, you know, they... They are people who honor 
the the code of honor and being a police officer and they abstain from doing these things to people and they actually do their job correctly this is not for those people these are for the people who do not and these are for the people who who do things maliciously and and do their job you know in a way to exude power over others because they have been given the power and they have been told they have the power right so it's for those people I don't believe that every police officer is like the police officers that I see on the media or videos of that see them, you know, beating up people, shooting people, killing people, putting their knees on people's necks. I'm not talking about people that are not doing that. I'm talking about the ones who are. Um, Because regardless of what anybody believes and regardless of what anybody can tell me, um, it's really that's our society and if you want to date it back to just the the origin of police officers i'm just like it makes sense for them to feel vindicated and doing the things that they do i'm like because ultimately police officers were policing slaves and trying to catch runaway slaves they're ultimately bounty hunters if you want to date back almost you know 200 or you know 200 300 years ago when you know they weren't called police officers back then but they were uh, more or less a group of people who were put into place by the government and by you know a union of slave owners to go and catch um runaway slaves and um escape slaves right i mean a lot of people won't say that but it's just like this is you know ultimately as time has changed you know we tried to like most most things that were made out of, you know, out of negativity towards humanity, they tried to ratify and, you know, rebuild what it meant to be that. And even still now today, because you haven't fixed the infrastructure of what it means to police and be a police officer and what it means to abide by the law. Here we are today looking at some of the same shit happening that was happening way before, you know, police off like police officers and policing and all of these things were going on, right? We're looking at the same we're looking at the same picture, different year, right? So it's just like looking at the same book, different page. So is is you know, it's disheartening to have to talk about something over and over again and then it's disheartening to have to see all of the comments and posts and the stupidity of other people believing that I can wholeheartedly believe in a police officer doing his job correctly and appropriately but then not believe that there are bad police officers out there that it has to be said for the whole um totality of humanity because if you believe that all police officers are good police officers then you have to believe that all people out in the world are good people and if that was the case we would have no need for jails we would have no need to arrest murderers we'd have no need to arrest people who commit crimes right if we believe that tot like wholeheartedly that every single person is like that no matter what they do and yet we always give amnesty to police officers because they're in a place of they're in a position of power and they're supposed to, quote unquote, protect the innocent. Right. And protect the livelihood of the people that they're around and protect um, to protect and serve. Right. Is the, the mantra that they've been given. But 
who are they protecting and who are they preserving or, or um, serving, right? And that's the that's probably one of the deepest and most loaded questions you can ever ask in regards to the police officers. Who are they protecting and who are they and who are they serving? Right. Because if you ask a bunch of black people, um, I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be like, they're not protecting me. I don't feel protected when I come across a police officer. They're not serving me. I don't feel like I'm getting my just uh, my due diligence in regards to the law and regards to um, the justice I'm supposed to see in my life. Right. And, you know, and that's how it is. So the question is, with that is just like who's getting the protection and who's being served? If we're talking about an institution of people who have been brought to power and giving and given the um the the name for and coin the name for law enforcement to enforce law when they themselves don't even enforce the law for themselves and don't govern themselves in regards to policing the things that they do that may be deemed incorrect or bad or overreaching or brutal or atrocious in some cases right that's just my rant so i'm gonna hit you guys with some quotes um just from people in regards to police brutality some may stick out to you. Some may piss you off. Some you may be able to um, empathize with and some you may not even understand. Regardless of how you feel on it, it's the reality. And this is the perspective of how people feel in regards to it. And you're going to hear many of uh, perspectives and many of ideology on what the police stand for, what they mean, how they do their job, what their job entails, everything else like under the sun, right? But at the end of the day, regardless of whatever their job is and regardless of the the intentions and the interests of the people individually who are law enforcement and who work in these departments, um, if your initial reaction or your initial thought is justice and your initial, you know, reason for being in that profession is to seek justice and to seek protection for the innocent and to serve those that are in need, then I expect this podcast to be simply for awareness. Now, if you're a person who believes that every single police officer out in the world who has ever been in the profession of policing is good and just and righteous and do the right things and always do whatever they're supposed to do and follow the chain of command and everything else in between that people try to generalize as police officers being high and mighty because of the law that they're supposed to withhold and you believe that to be true for every single one of them, you are dumb as fuck. And you probably should reevaluate your your thinking and your conscious mind and more or less the the remedial the remedial thinking that goes into thinking that everybody is deemed good because they wear a badge. That is not even close to the truth. So that's how I feel about it. I'm sorry. If you're offended, you know, I don't care. So <laughs> that's how it is. All right. If someone puts their hands on you and make and make sure they never put their hands on anybody else again. 
Malcolm X. Most middle class whites have no idea what it feels like to be subjected to police who are routinely suspicious, rude, belligerent, and brutal. Dr. Benjamin Spock. Our police force was not created to serve black Americans. It was created to police black Americans and serve white Americans. Anonymous. When you have police officers who abuse citizens, you erode public confidence in law enforcement. That makes the job of good police officers unsafe. Mary Frances Berry. He didn't see a man who, with hopes and dreams, with disappointments and accomplishments. All he saw in front of him was just another nigga. And that's in regards to a police brutality or a, a case of police brutality and it happening to somebody, right? <sighs> Has racial injustice improved? How we moved on from Reconstruction and Jim Crow? Been left by Martin and the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It seems that whatever we take two steps forward, we take two steps back. Mark M. Billow. And I mean, this list goes on and on and on and on and on, right? I can read. There's thousands of quotes. There's thousands of experiences and people who just talk on this stuff there's a lot of it like and yet and yet with all the evidence out there all the people recording these instances all the people who talk about it all the people who have come forward and talked about police brutality why is there never why is there never ever a time when people just come to the realization that, hey, you're right. Like, this is really happening. Police are really out there killing people. Police are really out there overreaching in regards to how they, um, how they conduct themselves with people that they believe have committed crimes. And if you want to take it a step further, they do this with people who seemingly have been predisposed to committing crimes and predisposed to being made suspicious and predisposed to being made um, of the criminal nature, right? So if we want to dance a little bit, um, that we're, we're alluding to black people, right? So we're, we're alluding to people of color. If they're not black, we're talking about other races outside of white who have been made with the stereotype that they're criminals. They have the intention of doing criminal acts. They are they can't be upstanding citizens because I don't believe them to be that. So we're looking at we're looking at police brutality. And not only are we looking at the lens of police brutality, we're also looking at the lens of police brutality towards people of color. Right. Because we don't talk about police brutality when it's in regards to most white people. Right. Because generally white people are given the benefit of the doubt. I've seen videos with murderers who have you know actively killed people in the lot in the line of duty or in the line of whatever criminal act they're committing and they are secure they are given you know they are given just the best treatment right 
and they've killed people. They've had people who have committed massacres and these people can make it into a cop car safely without a scratch on them. Right. And we got black people who are unarmed who have done nothing and may not even have committed any crimes. And yet they're killed. Right. It's a it's it's funny. It's contrarian to think that. I, as a person who seek the aid of the law and somebody that reinforces the law in um, in order to, you know, help me to be protected or feel safe, not be safe seeking the person that that is supposed to reinforce and enforce the law. That's crazy to me. That That's like nuts. That's to that's like all that's. Oh man, it's it's so like counterproductive as a black person and it's all it's crazy to me because it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you say, you can completely and utterly be innocent and still be and still be made to be the culprit in anything. I've seen people call the police for things that are happening and and those people that are calling for the assistance and the protection and the serving of these people and the police that are supposed to serve us be generalized as the culprit and the perpetrator and the assailant in situations where they were trying to just seek help and protection from these people who are in power, right? Oh man, it's, it's just, it's funny to me. Like, I like I I can't I can't see how I can't see how people think like I can't I just can't see the stupidity in people. It's just it's almost ignorant. It's sometimes just looking on media and newspaper and stuff like that. Yes, media is going to skew things, but it's like at the same time, it's the perspective in which people believe things and it's the opinion that is derived from the things that they see and hear throughout the media. And people come to some dumbass conclusions. And it's disheartening, man. It's disheartening how the mind and the brain be so efficient in what they do. And yet be given and blessed to these people who don't know how to use it. It's astounding to me, actually. But it is what it is. Uh, Quote for the day. Police brutality is an atrocity masked as dignified and appropriate protocol for sustaining perpetrators, regardless of any commitment to criminal acts on the side of the assailant. The illusion of patriotism exuded by the ill-minded ambiguity of prejudice, racist, and discriminatory people misconstrued their justification of law, ethics, and morals by amassing an audience of idiots to support a cause of, vig- of vigilance when, it's, when in the reality, when in reality, it, um, people will vindicate the innocence of murderers over the victimization of people fighting for a cause that implements change as an attempt to correct our society. So in this distorted view of righteousness, more black people will die. Those protesting will remain misunderstood, hurt and unheard, and more of society will be left in the desolation of their prim- of their primiv- um, primitivity. There we go. So, just like I said before, people are so primitive, 
People are so just ignorant and people are just so afraid to t unveil their their eyes and just view the society and the world that they live in for what it is. And it, it's hard to, to swallow that pill when you've lived a life for so long, understanding the world in a certain way and understanding that everything that they that you understand on the surface level does not exist in a world once you get in the depths of things right so it just it, it it's uncanny to to see that in a world that we ultimately have to still get by in and ultimately still have to live in and ultimately just have to face like people in it, it's just it, it, it's stupid Okay, so I'm going to hit you guys with some statistics in regards to just police violence as a whole. And I'm going to try to keep it as relevant as possible for just 2020, just because this has been a terrible year for any and everything that is good. It's just, it seems like all the bad stuff that could ever happen in our society is happening now. And and not only just the bad things, I think all of the stuff that people have been scared and afraid to talk about our topics now racial injustice police brutality um the 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 government as a whole and the stupidity of our president like it's just it, it it's all happening at once it's just a boiling pot right now in 2020 of things to happen right so some statistics for you guys so as of now, in 2020, 751 people in the United States have been killed due to police brutality and police violence. OK, now, given the fact that that doesn't seem like a lot of people being killed in regards to police brutality, but. If you think about it, if police are supposed to be there to protect and serve the 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 humanity of all of us, and they're supposed to be put into place to serve every single person that they come across, regardless of if they're criminals or not, why are we being killed by them? Why are people being killed by them? That number. So in in that instance. And if we bring the and, we, and if we bring relevance to that number, that number shouldn't even be close to that high. If the job of these people are to serve and protect. Right. And if we want to break down those statistics even more, black people have been killed by police 28 percent more than the general population of that, you know, of that um, of that group of people have been killed, which Honestly, that's one third of the people, which is all which is, you know, not necessarily high. But of course, it, there's more black people being killed by police than there are in any other race right now. And that's always been the case. So when so when people are like, so if you're white or you're any other race and people really sit and black people tell you that police are hunting us and other people are hunting us don't take that lightly um it, it just seems like every story that i hear it's it's a black person being killed right 
And every story that I hear about police overreach, it's typically a black person, right? That's that's having the, the over-aggressive police officers or being killed by police officers or being shot in their back seven times by police officers. I mean, I'm not bringing up any particular story or anything like that. Could you tell the sarcasm? But um, just things of that nature. And it's senseless. It's senseless. It's senseless acts of criminal intent by people who are supposed to be arresting the criminals. How does that work? So, like I said, back to my question, who are we protecting and who are we serving if we're the police? So back to what I was talking about in regards to statistics, black people are more likely to be killed by police. They're three times as likely to be killed by police um, in comparison to white people. Um, and then there's statistics where it breaks it down specific areas, specific places um, in regards to cities where there are there where there is more police violence um, in those cities. Um, and I'm not going to like put any of those cities on blast or anything like that. It's happening everywhere. So it doesn't necessarily matter if I um, designate a certain city or certain state or whatever. Just know that it's happening everywhere, right? It's going to happen in places more, you know, more steadily than others, but it's happening everywhere. So that's just it. And like I said before, it's happening more so to black people than any other race. So um, it, uh, and one thing that it has happened, um, police, uh, police killings have decreased in cities but have increased in suburban and rural areas which i thought was interesting but i mean if you want to get into if you want to get in the topic of gentrification and you want to get into the topic of a lot more black people being in professional um arenas where they're able to afford places where they can move in where the population of white people is a lot more um prevalent than it is for black people that's typically where it's happening at and it's typically happening to black people um because one ultimately because nobody wants to say it is that um most people that are not the same race as us and uh, people of color um they want to keep us segregated uh, this is the concept of redlining. This is the concept of um, why um, suburban areas were created. This is the, the concept of why a lot of places are being gentrified. Um, I, you pick your poison as to, to what you think is going on. And it's all divisive. It's all to keep people of color in certain spaces and keep white people in other spaces relatively keep the people of color poor and the white people rich right that's, that's just how it is and one of the big things police violence there is no accountability for it 99 percent of police who kill people between the years of 2013 to now have not been charged with a crime so if we're talking about cases like George Floyd, and we're talking about cases like, um, 
I'm just trying to think. There, there's numerous cases. I, I could just name a bunch of people. Brianna Taylor, like, there, there, <laughs> who still hasn't um, had her, her assailants and um, the police officers killed her. They still haven't been arrested, right? So let's add into that statistic. Ninety-nine percent of these police officers will not be brought up on criminal charges will not and if they are they will not be convicted meaning that they will not see any jail time whatsoever that's alarming so that means me as a police officer if i go out and i shoot 10 people of color and i'm protected by the badge and i'm supposed to be the one um enforcing the law i'm like i can freely do this and there's going to be little or no consequence in doing this, right? So in regards to that, it's just, it's to say that I can be as brutal, I can be as atrocious, I can be as disgusting as I want to be and nothing happened to me. I can be trigger happy with my gun and kill a bunch of innocent people or I can kill a bunch of people who are not innocent and nothing happened to me because I am justified by the law. Interesting, right? <sighs> it's it's sad. It's disturbing. Um, it does not bring peace to me. For a couple of reasons. I mean, one, the obvious. I'm black. Black in America. And I'm educated. And I have a means to talk freely as I want to, and I have an opinion, and I am an intelligent person. So all of these things are justifiable as a reason to why if something happened to me in regards to the law or in regards to police, they would feel justified in it because honestly, I'm not supposed to be here anyway. And if you really look at history, um, the history of just black people and the history of Everything that has been placed, I've uh, been put into place in regards to the infrastructure of our country, our society, and just the ambiance of America as a whole. I am not supposed to exist the way that I exist in America. I'm supposed to be poor. I'm supposed to be dumb. I'm supposed to be lazy. I'm supposed to be working out in somebody's field. I'm supposed to be doing the bidding of massa. I'm supposed to be doing a lot of things outside of being educated, having a job that pays pretty well and being able to talk on a platform to you guys about something that I shouldn't be talking about or at least told that I shouldn't be talking about because it's taboo right I mean but yet here we are right so what's the next what's the next best thing for that right how do we eradicate a people who I can't eradicate just by going out and shooting people. But, wait, we can do that, right? We can do this. Um, there's people out there who do it. Um, the um, Kenosha, little, that, that little boy, 17-year-old boy with a, a semi-automatic gun, shooting people in the street, talking to police officers, and the the consensus of quite a few people in the world think 
he, that 17-year-old boy, is is vindicated in doing that and killing people in the street, right? Because apparently there has been news of, you know, the people, the the victims being burglars and pedophiles and all of this other crap, right? And he's vindicated in that because he's doing his due diligence to to keep the world safe, right? But if it was if it was opposite and it was a black dude that did that and killed these victims out in the street for protesting, right? And trying to protect people, it would be a different case. And people are upset because he's going to be tried for murder because he's murdering people in the street. I could never understand that. I never understood that. Trying people for the things that they have done. If you murder somebody, then the law should be brought to you as a criminal act for doing something that you did. If you murder somebody, I'm going to try you for murder. I feel like it's logical. I feel like it makes sense. But to other people, they feel like this does not make sense. I don't know if it's because the boy is 17 years old. I don't know if it's because the boy is white and he's 17 years old. I don't know if it's because he's white and he's 17 and he killed people who are trying to protest for Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't know. There's so many questions that could be asked in in regards to this whole situation. And yet there's people out there that feel like that boy was doing the right thing. And all I can say in regards to that is <laughs> all I can do is send my prayers out to this young man who who did something totally and utterly crazy. Right. And there's people out there who believe that he was justified in what he did. You're not justified in taking somebody's life. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what you think you're doing as righteous. There is no recompense for taking somebody's life. And, and people un and people will understand that. And people who have murdered people can tell you there is no getting that life back. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a cop. I don't care if you're a regular citizen. I don't care who you are. Any life that you take, you cannot get back. Period. And and here we are as a society. Once again, once again, we're on the, the wrong side of things. We're defending somebody who's who who is seemingly walking in the middle of the street with a gun seemingly ready to kill somebody because he felt like it and that's what he decided he wanted to do because he was fighting for this big cause of things right for just people out there protesting and doing what they feel is right <laughs> oh man i can say so much about this it's it's utterly it's utterly crazy. It's crazy to live in a world where people are trying to protest change and the people who don't want change be the people who are trying to kill other people and justify it as justice. 
I protest that black lives matter. But on the other side, we don't like that shit. So let's kill you because we don't care about anything you guys are talking about. We don't care about black lives. We want the infrastructure of how our institutions um, benefit and promote white people and the the cadence of white voices and white freedom, right? We want to keep promoting that. We want to continue the quote-unquote veil of equity for everybody that we think exists when it really doesn't. We want to... We want to suppress and oppress any person that's not like us, that's not rich, that's not white, that's not benefiting from the infrastructures and the institutions that support these particular group of people, right? And it's just, it's sad, man. It's sad. Sometimes, sometimes I, I I have to tell myself, that I can't be desensitized to this, that I have to be mad about this. I have to be upset. I have to feel emotions towards this. I have to empathize with the people who are hurting because of these things happening. And I have to make a conscious effort to be desensitized, to not be desensitized to it because it's happening so often and it's occurring so much that sometimes I feel powerless, just like some of the people in these situations, just like some of the people who are experiencing these things. We feel powerless. We feel hopeless. And yet we still have to be able to go out in the world, protest these things. We still have to be able to go on our platforms and talk about these things. We still have to go and argue and and, you know, do these things with people who don't believe that this world exists the way that it exists and it does and it has for many of years it's just it's crazy it's um it 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 makes me distraught and thinking about a world where i will never find justice if i'm in due need of it it distresses me When I look at people that look like me struggle and hurt and die where they're supposed to be getting, you know, where where they're supposed to be getting justice and justice never be found. Or where people have been put in jail um, for years upon years and only now are they getting the chance to actually get freedom. Just because they've been wronged and. They've been placed in predicaments where they've been believed to be criminals when they haven't been. It's just, it, there's a lot of ignorance out in the world. And I honestly, I feel bad for that 17-year-old boy. I don't want to say his name because I don't care to. I don't want to acknowledge his name. But I feel bad for him because... Whoever and whatever experiences he went through to make him the man that he is, that he is today and make him do those horrible things to people and go out in the streets and shoot people just like some of the other people who have gone out and killed people for no reason just to be out there doing what they're doing with their hearts desire in regards to killing people 
and taking another life just because they have the means and they have the support of the quote-unquote police who are standing right there while it's happening, right? And letting this happen. I pray for him. I pray for his family. I pray for the people who who were probably supposed to be in his corner telling him not to do this stuff and weren't. Because it's just like, you, you have to take a hit for that. And now you have to be held accountable for this young man's life and the things that he's done. And that's one thing for me. Um, and that just goes back to just my just my spiel about the, the youth. If you really want your world to change, you have to make an impact in the youth. You have to make an impact with your children. You have to talk about the the things that are morally right and the things that are ethically um, ethically right. If we're not talking about those things, then we're not talking about things that are correct in our society. If we're not talking about how we can make an impact in the world that is going to be a that is going to alter and transcend the things that transcend all of the things that are going on now and make it better, then we're not talking about making a world better. We're talking about making it worse. And simply, simply, that's how it is. We have to be able to know and understand that we live in a world where we can make the biggest impact, but we can also live in a world where we are destroying it. Right now, we are destroying the world. We are destroying the people in it. And it's all because people are not having conversations that are pertinent to doing the right thing. Walking around in the street with a gun in your hand in the hopes that somebody approaches you so you can shoot them. You are you, you are asking for disaster. Right. You're asking for it. A police officer. Overreaching in what they believe to be. Proper protocol for their job description because they have been given a gun. That's not right. That's not protecting and serving. That is not um, that is not reserving and preserving the lives of the people you hurt. That is destroying them. <sighs> and like I said, this is not a topic that I myself wanted to approach in the way that I wanted to approach it, but it's like I have to approach it in some way, shape or form just to let you know my stance on it. I don't I don't believe any of this stuff should happen. I don't believe police should be out there killing people. And if you're going to be out there killing people, then it better be to protect and serve. And a lot of the cases that I've seen lately, it's not to be, it's not for protecting and serving. It's for killing and trying to make people a culprit of something that they completely were innocent and a victim to. So, um, honestly, it's just that that's where I'm at with that. Um, Despite what anybody thinks and despite what anybody tells me about police, I, I've been in, I've been in experiences where I've walked out of my house and walked out of my apartment to walk to the store. And I've been 
pulled over by police. I've been searched in the middle of the street by police. I've had gun. I've had a gun pulled out on me by the police because I was thought to be somebody that looked and matched the description of somebody else mysteriously out in the world who's committing crimes who nobody ever gives me a description of. But honestly, I already know the description. Oh, he's black. He's about this height. And um, that's about it. That's all I need to know as a police officer, as a as opposed to doing my due diligence and finding somebody that actually fits a description, right? But it, it always is—it always made me laugh that I, I fit a description of this person out in the world that's been materialized, but yet nobody can ever tell me outside of the same skin color why I match the description of this person, right? My youngest brother... And I'm going to tell his story. I don't know if you appreciate it or not, but I'm going to tell it. Um, my younger brother and one of my good friends that I grew up with, um, they weren't they they were sent to jail and almost could have been sent to prison because they were in a a place at the 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 wrong time where a robbery was happening at gunpoint. And they were pulled over by police. And because a little kid told the police that my brother and um, his friend were the ones that broke into somebody's house and robbing people at gunpoint, they were sent to jail. And my brother was in jail for almost a month. And his friend was there almost a month and almost got convicted of something they did not do. And that messed my brother up. And that and that's what happens. And believe it or not, in the black community, it happens a lot more often than it does not. Where innocent people are just in the 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 wrong place at the wrong time. And if somebody comes out and randomly points them out as the culprit. They're going to be doing jail time for something they didn't do. Right. And if you think about it, and if we go to just talking about the pipeline from from school to jail type deal, right? If I don't excel in school, then I am on my way to a life that does not fit my circumstance, whether it be selling drugs, whether it be, you know, robbing and thieving. I'm going to end up in jail because if education doesn't work out, then that's probably my next stop, right? Um, we talk about this pipeline from that to that for black people because the institutionalization of how black people are stereotyped in education almost fits the mold of what they will be when it comes to being arrested or when it comes to being in jail or when it comes to doing criminal acts, because that's what we're looked at as anyway. We're looked at as a people who never get it together and never will get it together. And for those who do get it together, eventually they're going to do something wrong or eventually they're going to find themselves in a predicament where they're going to end up in jail anyway. Right. And it, it's unmistakable. It's you know, it happens so often that 
most people are just desensitized to it or most people just feel like it's going to happen anyway. And if they're able to elude those situations, then they're probably living the best life they possibly can. Right. And it, it's a situation that it, it sucks. It's a situation that is almost a, 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 a lose lose situation. And for black people, particularly, it, it's always going to be a situation that's going to be prevalent in our lives. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to get pulled over by the police for no reason because I drive this car and I'm black. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to come across somebody who doesn't like me based on the color of my skin and feels like shooting me in the middle of the street because they can and they have, you know, and they have whatever resources backing them. And and here we are, just like Brianna Taylor getting killed in your own house. Um, it is it's crazy. It's like something like that. You're in the privacy of your own home and you can't even live in your house without being killed in it without somebody running up on you and killing you. It's things of that nature that us as black people and people of color have to worry about on a regular basis, whereas other people do not. And it's, it's a travesty. It's, it really is like, and people don't understand that treatment because they'll never be in a position where they'll have to understand it. And that's the thing. If you're in a position where you don't have to understand it, then you should probably listen to the people who are going through it. And, but like I said, you can't teach people certain things. You can't show people police brutality because they've never experienced it. You can't show people racism because they've never had people be racist towards them. You can't show people poverty because they've never they've never been in a predicament where they've had to struggle to get food or struggle to get money or struggle, you know, and all of these things. It's hard for people to be able to empathize with something that they've never gone through. And that's the and that's just the reality. And that's the conclusion that I've always come up with. It's hard for people to empathize with the the mannerism in which people are declarating these protests um, for Black Lives Matter because they've never been black, nor have they ever gone through the situations black people have gone through. Yet there is white people and there's other people of color who understand what it's like to go through those things because they may have experienced it in their race and of themselves, or they've seen it happen to their friends who may be black or be around people where they've seen, where they've seen an overreach in the treatment of how people are treated. It's the same thing with police brutality. And I think in regards to that, my brownie point is for those who who have never experienced these things for those who proclaim that it doesn't exist or that police are doing their job. You really, really, really have to make yourself aware of the things that are going on. One thing that has to be understood in regards to this topic is that because you enforce the law doesn't mean that you're exempt from the law. 
And I think people get that part misconstrued. Because I enforce the law does not mean I'm above the law or that the law um, doesn't apply to me. If you're a police officer and you go and kill somebody for no reason, it should apply to you. If you go out and you beat somebody, it should apply to you. If you're a racist and you commit criminal acts as a police officer, the law should apply to you. But because we live in a system where people with power sustain their power, regardless of the things that they do, there is no accountability for them because they work within the system of the law and not against it. And so it goes right back to my first question. Who does the law and police protect and serve? Think about it. What's crazy is that we can live in a world where people are more concerned about protesters being violent than they are concerned about police being violent and killing people. But it all interacts because protesters wouldn't be outside. They wouldn't be out protesting if police brutality wasn't happening. If people got the justice that they were seeking in regards to the protests that are happening and occurring and the prevalency in which they are occurring. We don't we don't get the protests if we don't get the police brutality happening at the rate that it's happening at. We don't get the Black Lives Matter protests if police and white people and racist people weren't out killing black people, right? It's the same thing. It's like people don't get it's like people don't understand that things don't just miraculously have a reaction if there's not something that has the onset of that reaction happening. There's a catalyst to it, right? And a lot of people don't understand that. I don't see how people can't fathom a world where something happens and there has to be a reaction to it. There has to be an onset of something that happens because of something that has been caused or something that has been um, the onset of something. And yet people think that these things just materialize themselves out of nowhere. Like people just started protesting out of nowhere just because they felt like it. Oh, I woke up today feeling like I need to protest for Black Lives Matter, so I should do that. No, it's not the reason why these people have been out there protesting. It's not the reason why... Um, Kaepernick was taking a knee just out of randomness because he felt like it and he felt like losing his job over it. It's happening because people are trying to talk. They are trying to explain something that is going on. They are trying to tell you that there is a world and that there is a reality in our society of things that are not right and we need to justify why they are not right and we need to ratify the things and the and the institutions and the laws to make it right and to make it correct to where it's where it works for everybody and it's equitable and it's equal. For everybody and I'm big on equity I'm big on equality period 
And if you are not working in that same realm or that same department of consciousness, then you are choosing to be complacent in a world that does not work for everybody and in a society that is not just for everybody. Police brutality obviously is not equitable because it's not happening to white people like it's happening to black people and people of color. Police brutality is not just killing a bunch of white people. It's killing black people. It's killing people of color. And people don't get that. People always think that because police officers overreach, it has to be because people or the culprit or the perpetrator of the people that are involved in these circumstances are doing something to agitate the police. I've watched videos of people just simply walking away. I've watched videos of people following every single command of the police officer and still end up dead and still end up getting hurt or still um, inciting the police officer to commit violence towards them just because. So in any instance, when people are saying these things, that shit don't matter. It don't matter because at the end of the day, if I follow all of the rules and all of the commands of the police officer and I still get my ass beat or I still end up dead, what was it all for? I want somebody to answer that question for me. What was it for if it still continues? What was all the protesting for if it still continues? What is all of this? amounting to if it still continues I want somebody to answer that question for me because there hasn't been a lot of people who can and I know people in law enforcement and I know people who work with people in law enforcement and they get pissed off just in the simple sub like just in the simple arena of having a conversation about the topic because it's automatically predisposed to most people who are in law enforcement and who work with police and who talk to police and who believe police officers to be um, mostly just and believe that they do not overreach and believe that the police officer or that the police as a whole and as a department and as a as an entity in our society believe that they could never commit such a thing. And that people don't do that. And that the people that have an encounter with the police officers must be doing something wrong in order for police officers to have to use excessive force, right? Wrong. Doesn't seem that way from the things that I see. Doesn't seem that way from the people who've been murdered by police. Doesn't seem that way for the people who go to go to jail beat up and, um, you know, bruised and hurt. Um, for following the commands of police officers and following all the protocol that they're supposed to when they encounter a police officer and a police officer is under, under the suspicion that they may have done something. So why do these things happen? Is my question. My next question is, why doesn't it happen to the people who commit heinous crimes? Why are they left to be unscarred, unbroken, and simply flawless going to jail. Why doesn't it happen to the white people who I've witnessed 
pulling, having guns on them and threatening to pull it out on police officers? Why doesn't it happen to the, to the white people who are seemingly aggressive when they're being arrested and resisting arrest? And yet they can make it to jail or make it to wherever they need to safely and unharmed and unhinged. And yet a black person who's doing none of the above has their hands in the air, hands behind their back. They're on their knees. They're complying with all of the commands of the police officer and yet get shot or end up dead or end up beat up severely or end up doing jail time for things that they didn't even do or going to jail, beat up, killed um, in the suspicion of having committed a crime that they did not even commit. I have a bunch of questions. If you couldn't tell. Because when we talk about this police brutality thing, there's a lot of questions that have gone unanswered. There's a lot of questions that nobody cares to conversate about. There's a lot of things going on in our society in regards to this topic and this subject that nobody wants to talk about. Or people get pissed off because you're talking about it. Or people get mad because you're assuming that all police officers are bad. And nobody's assuming that. And even if they are assuming it, you have to look at the evidence. You have to look at the things that are going on. You have to observe how the protocol is being is being conducted in regards to a job position that seemingly a lot of people seem to be inadequate at. And I can understand that this is a job where you are putting your life on the line to every day in regards to the things that would be seemingly routine. But if you signed up for it and you wear that badge as a reminder of what it is that you're supposed to be doing, then why are we not doing it correctly? Why are police officers not trained adequately in situations where people may be combative or why are police officers not trained in sensitivity and why are they not trained in when it's a good time to pull out their weapon and probably a good time not to pull out their weapon why are they not trained in cultural competence why are they not trained on how to handle assailants why are they not trained in a lot of these things? And I'm not saying that they're not trained, but I'm trying to say I'm trying what I'm trying to say is that a lot of them may not be trained adequately. Why are there not more provisions for mental health um, screenings for police officers? Why are there not more? background checks, extensive ones, bigger ones, better ones done. And not just before they get the job, but while they're in the job, why are these things not happening in police officers, like for police officers? And I ask these questions just because it's questions that I know people out in society ask as well. Is why is why do they get the red 
the 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 red ticket, the golden ticket to do the things that they can that they can do within the parameters of the law. And nobody question it because it's the parameters of the law that in which they work in and enforce. Why do they get that power? And it's hard to have a conversation with anybody about it because people automatically get pissed off because it's like you're talking about a you're talking about. Uh, a universal institution that has been in play for as long as most people can remember and it's supposed to protect and serve, right? So, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's just, it, it's always the, it's always this allure that police can't be touched that they can do no wrong, even if they are doing wrong. And I believe because of that allure is that a lot of these crimes that are committed by police officers themselves just get swept under the rug. They get immunity because they are who they are and they work for and they work for these departments. It's it's sad because I wish we lived in a world where the law applied to everybody and it doesn't. I wish we lived in a world where the law could sustain the the objectivity that it's supposed to sustain for the people that it applies to when there are criminal acts or when there are laws being broken and it doesn't. I wish we live in a world where if I'm a person of color, I'm not automatically assumed to be somebody that's going to commit a criminal act. Or I'm not, um, it's not assumed that because I'm black, I'm automatically predisposed to committing crimes because I'm black and because my stereotype tells me I'm supposed to or I fit a description of people out in the world that are going to commit crimes anyway. So I might as well jump to the chase and accuse you of these things and put you in jail and put you in a mentality where at some point in time you're going to commit these crimes because I've put you in a predicament where you've already been established as a culprit anyway. Right. So there's a lot to digest in this. Um, I just want somebody to answer my questions. Who do the police protect and serve? Because I can give you an answer for it. I don't believe that the police as a unit, as a an entity to our society. I don't believe them as a unit and as an entity to be bad or unjust because I don't want people to get that confused. I do, however, believe that 
in the ramifications of its institution that the infrastructure and the foundation in which it was founded on has never been in question and has never been ratified to match the society that we live in today, to match the diversity in which we are engrossed in today, to match the the equality and equity that we seek for today. I don't think it's I don't think the foundation has changed in that. I think it still represents uh, an earlier part of society in which we don't live in today. And I think because of that, the people that you put in the places of power and the people that you put in these positions understand the infrastructure as what it is. And what it is, is an entity that only looks to arrest and protect or that only looks to protect and serve the people who fall under the parameters of this infrastructure in which it was created. So if you're a person of color, it doesn't work for you. If you're black, it doesn't work for you. If you're somebody who um, who is contrary to the beliefs and the ideology of the police, it doesn't work for you. So ultimately... There's a couple of things you have to look at for black people. You have to look at if I'm ever in trouble or if I'm ever in need, is it safe for me to call the police? Or is it much more safe for me to deal with the problem myself? And honestly, that's things that black people really have to think about. If I'm in a place where I need help, and I call the police with the with the gratification of feeling like I'm going to be protected and serve and come to find out I call the police and they're the ones taking me in and bullying and beating me up and I end up dead or I end up hurt or I end up going to jail for asking for help. Then who did they protect and who do they serve? It's it's really it, it's a really a matter of that. It, and and I mean, and if you want to break it down to individuals, like I said before, there are individuals who are awesome police officers. There are individuals who abide by the law and protect and serve the people that they're supposed to protect and serve. There are some awesome police officers out there and shout out to them, to the people who do their job correctly. Shout out to them. But at the end of the day, the institution of policing and police officers is the thing that is in question, not the individuals who wear the badge. And I think over time, it's gotten better. But like I said, if you keep the same foundation and you're continuing to build on that, you're still having to 
you're still having to work with some of those um, originated thoughts and ideology. You just, if you, like I said before, if you think of police being just slave catchers and catching slaves who have gotten away or catching fugitive slaves, is it not the same thing now? We just change it from slaves to criminals. And if you want to go into the psyche of what it means to be a criminal, when people think of criminals, um, they normally don't think white. Is that is that weird to, to think that? A lot of people, when they think of criminals, they think of black people. They think of black males, particularly. Or they think of Mexican males, particularly, when they think of criminals. And what's funny is that we have conditioned our society to think that. The word criminal being synonymous to whether you are a black male or a Mexican male. And our society is really predisposed to that. When you walk past a black person, people believe you to have the ill will to do some criminal act to people because you're walking past them. People truly and honestly believe that. And it's it's sad but because of but because of the stigma that has been centered around african american males mexican american males and when you look at the the jail system the jail system being overpopulated with african american males being at almost 50% of the jail population and right behind them mexican american males at about 30% you start to look at who are we really policing then if 50% of your jail and prison population is african american males and the next up be mexican american or mexican mexican or or hispanic males so who are you really policing so then when I ask that question, who do police protect and serve? You get a different context to it. Because if all of these people are going to jail and prison, then I guess we're serving the other population. And the other population would be... I'm just saying. But, um... It's... It's something that... It's near and dear to my heart because I don't ever want to be a person that falls on that end of um, consequences because I was black and happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or I don't want to be that person who is in need of the police, depending on the situation, and end up in a predicament where police are harassing and bullying and beating me up and, you know, abusing their power and placing it on me I don't ever want to be in any of those predicaments I don't want my children to be in any of those predicaments I don't want to die because of people who I thought was supposed to protect and serve f serve me be the people who killed me and that is a reality and I say that because I don't know I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know what situations will come about. I just hope I'm not on the bad end of 
something as catastrophic as police brutality. And I mean, I'm saying that just because I don't want anybody to be in that predicament. I don't wish that upon anybody. But at the end of the day, as a society, we really have to look at the totality of this institution that has been put into place that's supposed to protect everybody. Things have to change. I think a lot of people in this world are afraid that change is going to mean uncomfortability. I've noticed that. I've noticed that because black people and protesters are out and about protesting about social justice, um, talking about racial injustice, police brutality. I believe that there are people out there that are genuinely upset that these people are protesting about these things because they don't want change because change might mean, might mean I might have to be uncomfortable in these conversations. I might have to be uncomfortable in my privilege and I might have to be uncomfortable doing things that I don't want to do like ensuring that equity and equality happen in facets of life where I just get it because I am who I am and I'm the color of skin I am. I genuinely think that there are people out in the world that are uncomfortable and pissed because the world is seemingly changing and people are going to continue to protest for that change. But until those things happen, my brownie point to anybody is you need to have these conversations. People need to talk about police brutality. I don't care if it's to your friends. I don't care if it's to strangers. I don't care if it's to the police officers themselves. We have to talk about it. We have to be able to communicate our thoughts and our ideologies and our opinions. But we also have to do it in a way that's tactful. We also have to do it in a way that is explicit as well. But we also have to do it in a way that is constructive and positive to where we can create change and not be divisive in the things that we're saying. I'm not saying to go out and protest your police department because they have a couple of bad police officers. What it is to say is that we need to have a conversation about the construct of policing in general and seeing what we can come come to terms with and collaborate on in order to make the institution and the entity of policing and um, police officers a a monumental structure that is going to do what it set out to do from the very beginning when it started to say that we want to protect and serve all people. Um, it has to be about that. It has to be a conversation where we are talking about what it is that we need to do in order for it to be made right for everybody. We also, in police departments, you shouldn't get fired as a police officer because 
you are doing your due diligence to make sure that the bad apples and the people who are not doing their job correctly and the people who are actually abusing their power be taken out of those police departments. I'm a person for getting rid of the things that are not necessary to our development and building from there. If I want to renovate a building, I have to get rid of the things that are not necessary to my renovations. There are some things that we can keep. We can keep the structure. Sometimes we can keep the foundation if it's not completely and utterly wrecked or not completely and utterly messed up. Sometimes, and in some cases, you have to, you have to create demolition in these, in these instances and in these processes and rebuild from the ground up. I think a lot of, de- I think a lot of the construct of just policing in general, I, I believe there are renovations that can be made. And then I also believe that are, that there are foundations that need to be destroyed and rebuilt. So it's, applicable to today's society and it's applicable to the crimes and to the perpetrators that actually commit crimes, but also um, protecting the people who don't and the people who are doing the right things in their lives. It's a balancing act. I understand that. Just like anything in the world, it's a balancing act. But at the end of the day, that is the key word in it all. Balance. And if we don't have balance in the thing that's supposed to be promoting justice and promoting the law and enforcing the law. Then how. And I mean, how, how can we ever protect and serve people when there's not when there's an influx of who is being protected and who is being served when there is almost an um an imbalance or um somebody getting better treatment or adhering to a system where people are more susceptible to the treatment of police officers and police brutality as opposed to other people There has to be a balance. There has to be equity. There has to be equality in that. That's what people are fighting for, you guys. That's what people are out here protesting about. And police brutality, it is synonymous to racial injustice. It's synonymous. Because a lot of the police brutality, a lot of it is racially charged. It's not happening randomly. It's happening to a lot more black people than it is anybody else, which is synonymous to Black Lives Matter. If we're getting it from all fronts, police brutality, we're getting it from um, discriminatory and prejudice acts. We're getting it from the pandemic. We're getting it from just all of these different things. And yet people sit here and have the nerve to tell me that it's not about color. How is it not? 
But I'm talking about the institution of police and police brutality. But a lot of this stuff is synonymous because it's not a coincidence that black people are dying at a higher rate from police violence or police brutality than any other race. It's not a coincidence that black people are more susceptible to being in prison and being in jail than any other race. None of this stuff is coincidental. Black people are not innately just out there committing crimes because they feel like it. Black people are not just wanting to go to jail because it's the thing to do. So there has to be a balance to it. And I don't believe that balance exists. So, I mean, like I said, I'm open to any conversation about it. But ultimately, it comes down to infrastructure. What are the things that we are allowing in an infrastructure that's supposed to be supporting everybody and protecting everybody? What things are police doing that they're not not supposed to be doing? What things should police be doing? What training should they be getting in order to be better and more adequate at their job? Because I'm pretty sure it's not the 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 training that they get is not to sit there and kill people. Um, last time I checked, a lot of the training that they're supposed to do is supposed to be for situations where things may get violent and they're still supposed to be able to protect and serve, even if it's the criminal. I can't protect your life if I'm killing your life or if I'm taking your life away. But like I said, it goes right back to my question. Who do they protect and who do they serve? Because if we only protect and serve the innocent, but then, oh, wait, we will protect and serve the criminal if they're white. But we won't protect and serve the black criminal or the black person who's innocent. Or the person of color who may be innocent or a criminal, it doesn't matter. If life, if we're supposed to preserve life, why is that not happening in, in the infrastructure of policing people who we're supposed to protect and serve, regardless of their criminal record or not, or whether they're criminals or not? It's something to think about. It's something that we need to conversate about. It's something that we need to talk about. Period. I'm willing to have the conversation with anybody. And I, and I believe that everybody else out in this society needs to be able to have these conversations. And they need to be constructive. They need to be positive. They need to make sense. And they also need to be able to have some type of conclusion where we can move forward. It also needs to help in stabilizing balance in our world. Because I do believe that police officers are essential. They are essential to the infrastructure of law. They are essential to the infrastructure of protecting and serving. But like I said, if the issue is balance and the issue is who and what they're protecting and what they're serving, then that shouldn't be a gray area. That should be as clear as day, and it's not. But like I said, we got to talk about these things, people, and we have to figure out how to have the conversations, period. 
Um, if you have children, if you have people around you that you feel comfortable talking to, these are people that you need to talk to. If you have people around you, you don't feel comfortable talking to. You need to have those conversations with. You're going to piss people off regardless of whatever it is that you say, whatever stance you have on the things that you have and whatever ideologies that you think in regards to police. It doesn't matter if you guys agree or don't agree. The conversations need to be had in general, because if the conversations are being had, then that means there is a consensus of people who are talking about something that is pertinent to our lives and our daily lives at that. And I believe that's important. So. I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to to make it home to their loved ones. And if you do encounter the police. Just make sure you're doing everything in your power. To make it home. Period. I don't subscribe police brutality or police abuse to anybody. But also I, I say the same thing for police. I want our police officers to make it home safely. I don't believe that all police officers should be subjected to the violence and um, the things that may happen to them just because of a result of police brutality. I don't think police officers should get a lot of that slack that they get. But I also believe that because of the infrastructure in which they work under, um, when that is a problem and it's not being changed, then they're going to be subject to backlash. Do I believe it should happen to them? No. Do I believe it should happen to some of the other police officers? Yes. The ones that need to be arrested for killing people, the ones who are um, on duty doing these things and these heinous crimes to people and they've and no justice has been sought for the victims. I do believe that. So. Like I said, I want everybody to make it home, whether they're police officers or civilians. I don't want anybody to be subjected to any type of abuse and or brutality. But it exists and we have to figure out why it exists and we have to figure out how to abolish and alleviate it. But that takes that takes the part of us and it takes the part of the people who are in power, who who allow the system and the infrastructures to spur on when they need to be changed. So a lot of thoughts, a lot of things to think about. But um, the question has to be answered. If we're talking about police brutality, who does it serve and who does it protect? And if it's not everyone, and if it doesn't serve everyone, then police brutality is going to still exist until we figure out a way for it to exist in a way where it's going to be equitable and it's going to be equal. And not only that, it's going to be essential to the livelihood of preserving life so that's my thoughts on it and that i mean that that's how it is um however you feel about what i said is i don't care that's just how you're gonna feel about it it is what it is 
But um, regardless of our opinion, whether you're contrarian to whatever it is that I think or feel or whatever discussed, doesn't matter. Um, any infrastructure that is tainted with the blood of innocent people, ultimately you're going to have to change something because you cannot continue to take innocent people and their lives away. You can't continue to to do things in a way that's not going to bring people back to their homes or keep people alive, period. And life over everything has to be preserved, despite whatever criminal acts happen, despite the innocence. Life must be preserved, period. And that's it. Um, And that's just my spiel on that. My name is Terrence Brown, and these are the Brownie Points.